All right, kids, the time is here. This Friday, Bellator MMA Light Heavyweight World Grand Prix continues with current light heavyweight champ Vadim Nemkov set to defend his belt and rematch against former title holder Phil, Mr. Wonderful Davis, one of my favorites in the main event. Plus, season top contender Corey Anderson faces Bellator newcomer Wolfhound Yagashmirdov. That's right. In a second thrilling quarterfinal matchup, the winners move on. The losers go home. Don't miss Nemkov versus Davis 2 live Friday on Showtime. Don't have Showtime? What are you doing with your life? Go to show.com slash Bellator MMA to start your 30-day free trial, then only $4.99 a month for the next six months. Limit time offer. New customers only. Terms apply. Traded football for some fight gear, then got punched right in the face. Woke up with a baby, puke all over the place. But I keep the ground with TYK. This is the best I've ever felt. Started doing stand-up. There's a new hand I've been dealt. So right before this makeup on my face begins to melt, it's time to go below the belt. Yes, welcome Monday morning, thickies, thickers, thickums, thickers. What is happening Monday morning? Cloudy LA uh, Monday. What can you do? What can you do? Weather, am I right? Nothing worse to talk about. Yes, got a new stain on my uh, new jeans. I was drinking this pre-workout supplement. It's exactly what you want to do, man. On your stonewashed jeans, you want red on there because that looks sweet. God, it'll fuck your day up. What can you do, man? What the hell can you do? Fresh from the gym, zoo culture. Your boy's getting in shape. Your boy's getting in shape. Uh, yeah, man, just old school meathead stuff. Been uh, riding my bike every goddamn day in the past year during the pandemic, which was great because gyms were closed, but... Uh, once I found out about zoo culture, your boy's been in there again. Strong, 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 strong. The Miz, you know, everyone's on the Miz is nuts, including me for getting shape as a dad. Well, I'm the same, dude. My kid tried tempting me with gushers. I said, get that shit on my face, son. No sugar goes in this temple. Get it out of here, dude. Get it out of here. I posted uh, Boston with a straight up mullet. He just woke up like that. That's him with a straight up mullet. He yeah. he has the exact haircut as uh, Mel Gibson from uh, Lethal Weapon. It's just what he does, man. It's just what he does. Wes said, "Bring him back that that Riggs." That's right, Riggs. Remember his shoulder would be out of sock and he had to like just throw it back in. Yeah, God, what a great movie. He was a dime piece. Yeah, Boston just has a he just has a mullet, man. And you know, during the time he was. Uh, conceived theo was around a lot so i don't know you guys figure it out my uncle theo's been hanging around the house a little too much he's a little too into that kid too always throwing comments always something you know mm -hmm. so we'll see uh, a lot of fights to get to did a food truck with misha tate on friday but she was also on fire on the kid so that one will be posted i think in before her fight so she fights in july so that one will be posted in June. This week is What's Up with Brendan Schaub. That's the way you do it. Because last week was a food truck, kind of. I know you guys aren't thrilled about it. We did, right? I co-hosted Hot Boxing. We turned that into food truck. Not a food truck. I get it. Uh, my fans aren't thrilled about it. But uh, it's blown up by Mike Tyson's. It was me, Mike, and Francis. So you can watch it on Hot Boxing. Or below the belt, but you've probably already seen it on Mike Tyson's. So this week will be What's Up with Brendan Schaub. If you want to get on the show, you can submit your uh, questions and video to, um, I forget the, uh, submissions. It's uh, BTB submissions at malcolmmedia.com. Boom. That will be up Thursday. So next week will be Sugar Sean O'Malley. Next week will be Sugar Sean O'Malley on Food Truck. Because we dropped the, so one week's what's up. One week's food truck. One week's what's up. One week's food truck. So that's how we're doing it. But Misha was on Firing the Kid. If you haven't seen that, it's a great one. Misha's one of my favorite people on the planet. Real pioneer. I thought she was good on Firing the Kid, didn't you, Chen? Yeah, really good. She's great. She's great. It, and it's interesting on there, right? Because you, this demo, this fan base is balls deep in fighting. You guys know the rules. I assume everybody knows what's going on in the fight world. 
I'm finally kid. Me and Misha are talking, and Chappelle and Malik obviously have no clue about mixed martial arts. So we had to go back and kind of fill in the gaps there where we were assuming they knew. I think that's going to help the overall audience too, because obviously the fighting kid audience isn't heavy fight audience. I think there's a definitely a crossover, but the majority of them aren't balls deep in fighting. So it should be interesting. We don't have a lot of fighters on fighting the kid, but that was a fun one. That was a fun one. That was a really fun one. Um, yeah, man. So that was on Friday, and that will be posted soon. You got Sugar Sean next. You got What's Up, Brent Sharp coming up. So there you have it, man. Nice little weekend. Nice little weekend overall. Uh, you had Bellator on Friday night on Showtime. Again, I know I sound like a homer, but find a better production than what Showtime does. From boxing to MMA, it is high-level shit. My only criticism... My only criticism, and I sent this to my uh, bosses at Showtime, colleagues, co-workers, we'll call them bosses though, is the, you know, Morrow's great. Big John is great. There's, there's no one better than Big John and Morrow. They're fantastic as far as knowing their shit. I would just like a little more fun in there. I'd like a little more color in there, a little more splash of personality in there. And you got to take my boy Josh Thompson off the desk where he's, you know, tweaking his neck and has those weird earplugs in to you got to bring him to do the play by play color analyst with the, with the guys. So have a three man booth because the thing about Big John and Josh and you guys know this in podcasting, the number one thing that makes a podcast successful is chemistry. Unless you're a sociopath doing it by yourself like I'm talking to this camera. Other than that, though, obviously I do a million shows with other people because I have chemistry. The thing that makes a hit podcast is chemistry. You can't just do it with anyone. So Josh and Big John have chemistry. They have a, a great podcast called Weighing In. It's one of my favorite podcasts. They're great together. They're crushing it. And they're just, I'm a, I'm a UFC homer. This is well documented. I'm alumni. I'm balls deep in UFC. I think they're the best in the world. Bellator's doing it, and them linking up with Showtime's huge. And obviously, I cover some of their stuff, but not like Josh and Big John. They're balls deep in all one championship PFL, UFC, uh, Bellator, they cover everything. Invicta, they cover the the gamut, right? Um, so they're not as heavy UFC-based, which is great, you know? But the one thing that makes the show great is they have a chemistry. Even they do it via Zoom, which I hate, but it works for them. It's a really well-done podcast because they have this chemistry. You have the older guy, you have the young guy. Big John has experience, right? He's been – he's probably the best – ref of all time you know as far as he knows his shit he's a black belt he trains pretty sure he was a cop before and then obviously josh has been in some of the biggest fights in the history of mixed martial arts you know he beat nate diaz he's fought in bellator he's fought in ufc he's fought in pride he was the captain of aka who, you know you guys know who's been there so they both have their credential backgrounds but they have this cool chemistry together so take that chemistry from the podcast apply it to the commentating team and you're gonna have a fun time because the thing that makes the UFC better than anybody is John Anik, DC, and Rogan have chemistry. They're great together. Notice, if you take one of them out, it's not that Dominic Cruz isn't good or Bisbing's not great. I think Bisbing's one of the best. Or Paul Felder's not great. But there's not that same brotherhood. There's not that same like weird chemistry of friends where they, get, they know where each other is going to go before they even say it. They have inside jokes. So that to me, that's the future and obviously currently – of what a successful commentating team is. And I just wish Bellator would take Josh off that desk because Karen Bryant can do it. You know, she, and I'm sorry, not Karen Bryant, Jen Brown. Shout out to Jen Brown. I fucking love Jen Brown. Her husband, Wes, one of my best friends. But Jen Brown can do it. But have someone, you can have Chael there unless you want to put Chael in there, but I don't know the chemistry with Chael and the rest of the guys. But get a third opinion in there that's going to bring some color so it's not so, so, so... I don't know where I, I, I don't want to criticize them because I, I love these guys where it's not so dry. That's fair to say. Just very broadcasty. Mm -hmm. Let the, let MLB do that. Let NFL do that. What makes the UFC special is we have characters it, as athletes and fighters, but you also have characters as the commentating team. So if, if they can figure that out, the thing's going to be a home run. Now, as far as the card, you know, it's not going to blow your freaking hair back. There's a jagillion decisions. Um, some of the, you know, straight up, some of the fights are boring. Um, 
you know, I, I thought the h- highlight of the night was probably uh, Borix, Adam Borix, which is he's an absolute monster uh, over Kennedy. I thought the fight was closer than what they had it, but he, he looked phenomenal. Um, you know, the, the other fights, you know, kind of mismatches. Kat Zingano absolutely destroyed. Shout out to Kat. She looked f- fantastic. Uh, Mort looked great. Um, Liz Carmouche had an easy day in the office. But, you know, as far as the main event, which was the main attraction, clearly, uh, with Ryan Bader, Leoto Machida, a rematch, I think they fought in 2014 or 15 was last time, and Bader got starched. He rushed in, and you're talking vintage prime Machida, who's one of the scariest guys to ever do it. Um, I used to train with that motherfucker, and it was a night. To try and take him down used to be a fucking nightmare, dude. A nightmare. Um, Bader looked good. You know, Bader's game plan of he knew Leonardo Machito earlier in the rounds was going to be difficult to take down, difficult to trade shots with, and he, he played it safe early on then got the takedowns, just take him down over and over and ended up, you know, kind of d- a dominating performance, which I think was expected. He was obviously the favor, favorite. So, you know, he moves on in this light heavyweight tournament, which after this first round, it gets super exciting because now, now Bader, you know, there, there's a great matchups for him. Um, I forget who's on his uh, side of the bracket. Can you bring that up, Jen? But that other side of the bracket is Frosty. It is Frosty. Because remember, you got Yo Romero, Anthony Johnson coming up. Let's take a little break from the Fisticuffs talk. Because guess what? This episode of Below the Belt is brought to you by Blue Chew. Guys, it's been a hell of a year. All right? And we've all aged like crazy, man. You're feeling your age, especially in the bedroom. Your girl's like, what happened? Why won't he wake up? He's all small and sad. Well, not anymore. Blue Chew is your best friend. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at the fraction of the cost. Blue Chew tablets help men achieve harder, stronger, Thicker erections to come by all forms of ED, erectile dysfunction, man. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in the line at the pharmacy. It ships right to your door. Discreet little package. Nobody has to know. All right, the process is super easy. Sign up at bluechew.com. Consult with one of their licensed medical providers. Once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Best part, it's all done online, dog. It's easy, man. We got you covered. All right? Uh, Blue Chew tablets are made in the U.S. of A, and they prefer and ship direct, so it's cheaper than the pharmacy. So this sounds like something you could use, man. I just want to try out. Make it a red panty night with your girl. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And I got a deal for you below-the-belt listeners and viewers. Try Blue Chew free when you sign up and use the code SHAB, S-C-H-A-U-B, at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. You get to try it for free. You just got to pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code SHAB, to receive your first month free. And I thank Blue Chew for being part of the Below the Belt podcast. You got your mail, Anthony Johnson, coming up. You got Phil Davis versus that Russian fucking monster who's the current champion, who's probably the favorite to win it all. And then you also got uh, Corey Anderson. There you go. So Bader's going to fight the winner of Corey Anderson. Who's the gentleman he's fighting? It's so hard to pronounce, but Dolvitskan Yagashmuradov. Yeah, the toughest. So, um, yeah. I'd assume Corey Anderson's a, a, a slight favorite in that. But Corey versus Bader's a great matchup to get to the, to the finale. And they got that Russian monster versus Phil Davis. Tough fight for Phil Davis. They had a great first fight. Um, and then Anthony Johnson, Yo Romero's your, your wild card. I, I don't know what either one's going to look like. Anthony Johnson hasn't fought forever. Um, Yo Romero obviously had his issues in the UFC, but he's still a high, high-level dude. Um, I'm excited for this. Super excited for this. So that was Friday night. And then Saturday, UFC, you can't do fights in the middle of the goddamn day with people with kids. You can't do it. I had no clue. Even though I covered on this and I mentioned on this that it starts at noon, totally forgot. I had a whole plan to invite my friends over and their, their girlfriends and wives and my girl's going to make her uh, world-famous wings in the air fryer, and she's, she's got this new recipe where they're the best wings you've ever had. They're healthy. So I go out and buy wings that morning. Me and Tiger go on a hike. We have this whole plan. Then he has this little birthday party with his friend, uh, Caius. So, you know, they're doing all that. So I had it planned out, dude. As a dad, you got to plan shit. And then I'm sitting there, and I get texts, and people are like, oh, man, uh, Jim Miller should probably be done, huh? I'm like, 
Yeah, I guess. Hopefully he wins tonight, though, man, because I, I love Jim Miller. Like, oh, no, he lost but via decision. I'm like, they're on right now? They're like, yeah, dude, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, oh, shit. So I tuned in and uh, got to see most of the main card and then had to watch it last night and this morning just to cover my bases. Uh, I, I Solid main card. Again, not going to blow your hair back. Your MVP is Mackenzie Dern. Hands down is Mackenzie Dern. Uh, made money on her. So I lost money on uh, the main event. Not that I thought Kevin Holland was going to win, but he's such a dog and he's such an X factor. I told you guys this with the DraftKings read. I'm going to bet on the, he, that big of a dog getting a finish just because on the feet, he's, he just has that X factor. It's hard to hard to bet against. So um, I saw him losing via decision, but if he was going to get it done, he would have clipped him. Maybe in the exchange somewhere, he would have been able to clip him and your boy would have made money. But that's the game, man. That He's a dog for a reason. But that X factor, I always bet on. We'll get to that main event. But So I lost money on Kevin Holland, won money on Mackenzie Dern, how she was an underdog. I have no fucking clue. I figured Vegas just trying to get money, movement on Mackenzie Dern, and then people would put money on her. She would come into the fight, the favorite. Nina Ansaroff was ranked higher than her, which is nuts. Um, but if you're not paying attention to what Mackenzie Dern's doing, you're missing out, man. Because you're talking about the highest level jiu-jitsu practitioner in women's MMA period in the UFC. Outside the UFC, there's others. But in the UFC, Mackenzie Dern, as far as straight up jiu-jitsu goes, she's the... The queen bee, man. There's nobody better. Obviously, easy on the eyes as well, which always helps with marketing. She's a mama. Her dad's the legendary jiu-jitsu guy. So he's in her corner. She has a great story. But here's why she's eventually going to be your champ. So you might as well get on the Mackenzie Dern train now. Because she can strike. She's getting comfortable on the feet. She's not afraid to get hit in the face. She will get hit in the face. She will trade shots. Just get her hands on you. And when it goes down to the ground, and this is, I know this from experience. When you roll with somebody whose language is jujitsu, when that's all they sleep, eat, and breathe, when you roll with somebody like that, I've rolled with, you know, Bushesha, I've rolled with Crone Gracie, Henner Gracie, Huron Gracie, these monsters, dude, these fucking monsters. I used to watch YouTube videos over and over on how to defend an armbar because your traditional armbar defense doesn't work on those guys. They slice through that like butter. So you got to get pretty fancy with it. The problem is, even when I would study, 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 and I was trying to defend not to get armbar, they've seen it a million times, man. They've seen it like, oh, God, this again? And they've seen it. So if McKenzie gets in a position of armbar, and obviously Rhonda was known for an armbar. Misha Tate's known for her armbar. They don't have as many tools as McKenzie Dern to uh, execute that armbar. That's how high a level McKenzie Dern is. So when it goes to the ground, it's fucking over, man. It's over. She's with the right team. She's, she's with Perilla. She's at Ruka. She, her confidence is there. Obviously, physically, she's never looked better. She used to have some weight cutting issues. Not anymore. Not anymore. That's in tune. So it's just a matter of time. It's probably after the races now. You got to put her probably eight or seven now. Um, you know, the, the, you got to throw a top five because you got one, UFC. You got one. Marketable as fuck. Easy on the eyes. World champion jiu-jitsu. Getting finishes. Speaks well. Can speak Portuguese and English. She obviously had the issue with the accent stuff. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> Talking whatever accent you want. I don't give a flying fuck. But get on that train now. I'm telling you, get on that train now. Bet on that girl every fight leading up till she's just the dominant champion because you're gonna make some money. That's what I've been doing. But the the to backtrack now, the main card kicked off on ABC. I'm interested to see how the ratings were. The main because there wasn't huge names on this, but solid fight card, especially for the hardcores. The main card kicked off with Daniel Rodriguez and Mike Perry. Whenever these two gentlemen fight, even when they're not fighting each other, I always tune in. It's always a great fight. I love. I just ride for Mike Perry. I like Mike Perry. I know he's on a losing streak. I know he didn't look great, and I don't think it's a matter of Mike Perry. Looking bad, I just think Daniel Rodriguez is a bad motherfucker. He's with the right camps. He went over with, uh, he went to the uh, Cowboys Ranch out there in New Mexico. He's been training with your boy, um, what's his name? Kurt, Sch or not Kurt Schilling. Joe Schilling. Joe Schilling out here in LA. He's an LA based product. He's a monster. He looks like a monster. His stand up was fantastic. The way he stuck behind his jab, it's just everything was firing. And I think for this to be a decision is actually better for his career. He looked great. 30-26, I'm on board with. 
Some of those rounds were, were you know, Mike Perry took a beating. With Mike Perry, I saw him saying post fight, he goes, ah, I used to be great. I, I don't know what happened. Dude, you ran into a guy who's a nightmare of a matchup for you. I, I don't think the UFC should give up on Mike Perry. I think Mike Perry has had a kid. He's learned from his mistakes. Notice there's been no drama for a long time with Mike Perry. He's getting older. Now he's a dad. He's fighting for something bigger than himself. You know, he has his ride or die girl. She's always in his corner. So I'm not willing to say it's his camp that needs to switch. I don't know what camp he's with right now. I think it's in Florida. Um, but he's, he's going to have to figure something out to continue to fight in the UFC. But the, the again, this, this is a guy that if you rally around, there's something there. There's something there that we all like. Because he has a few things that you can't teach. He has that fucking toughness. He's just tough, man. He has knockout power. He has strength. You know, the, his technique, not the best. We saw Daniel Rodriguez, who's been striking with Joe Schilling, for God's sakes, and the rest of the monsters out of that camp here in Los Angeles. So I, he just needs to fix a few things. And, and is he ever going to be a world champion or a reigning world champion? Probably not, but he can definitely have a good career. He's definitely a fan favorite. So I hope he figures it out. Um, I would love to get him on food truck and talk to him. Cause I think the more that his story gets out there, the more you guys realize he's a changed man, the better and more support. They look at that. Come on, man. The, the more support that he gets, um, the better it is for him. So he, so this is his post. I used to be great. I don't know what happened. I have a fight left on my contract. I'll train hard. I'll give it my all for my family. What I have to do to give them a better life. I'll bleed every day for them if I have to. Um, yeah, it's hard not. It's for you know for for me as a father and just a fan of Mike Perry and what he goes through to feed his family. It's hard not to be uh, to root for him. We gotta get him on food truck. Showtime. Reach out to Mike Perry. Mike Perry, I know you watch this. Come on, food truck, dude. Let's talk. I have some ideas. Um, let's talk. I, I think your your story, you, you know, you're a motivating guy, and I just think with a few tweaks, you're there, man. You're just there. You already have a fan base. People either love you or hate you, which is half the battle. You don't want everyone just to not to have an opinion. People definitely have an opinion when it comes to Mike Perry. So you're doing something right, even though for a long time it was for the wrong reasons. But, you know, you look at Floyd Mayweather, who's the most successful boxer of all time. People tuned in because they hated him. But as long as they have an opinion of you, you're going to get views, you're going to get attraction, and you're going to maintain a career in the UFC. So you're doing something right. So we just got to tweak some things, dude. But I'm rooting for you, Mike. Let's get you on food truck. Also, Danny Rodriguez, I went mine on food truck. That's, that motherfucker's bad. You beat Mike Perry. That's a name, dude. That's not an easy fight. And you look, you pass out with flying colors. Best performance of his career. Also, for Daniel Rodriguez, this is the first long first time in a long time he's had a full camp. Look, we you get a full camp. His gas, you know, he's always had some gas tank issues, but he's taking short notice fights. You got to realize what these guys are dealing with. So he's taking short notice fights. You know, um, yeah. You look at some of those fights, man. That's his only his only loss in the UFC. Um, Nicholas Dalby via decision. That was a short notice fight. Look, when you give him full camp, that motherfucker's bad. I'm a fan, man. I'm excited to see what they do next with him. Really excited to do what's next for him. Let me see the rest of the card chin. Uh, Julian Marquez looked phenomenal, you know, over Sam Alvey with the submission. Uh, I don't think there's a bad bone in his body. That Cuban Missile Crisis, he's just, you know, you watch his post-fight speech, and he's it's actually pre-planned. He comes up with his agenda, but he's been trending after both wins, right? The, he called out... Uh, he wanted to go on a date with Miley Cyrus. She responded, so that got traction. Now he calls out the entire Kansas City Chiefs uh, big shots. You know, Patrick Mahomes responds. Um, I think uh, Kelsey responded. I know uh, Tyreek Hill responded. So it's working, and it, it doesn't seem too cringy. It's just kind of adorable. Yeah, you can tell he's a really good person. So you're like, all right, if that's what he wants to do, like I fuck with it. He definitely has a career in uh, entertainment after this, whether it's podcasting, hosting, or whatever it is. He can definitely do it. You know, he speaks well. Smart dude. He's doing something right with that. But he looks good, man. He looked really good. Uh, the co-main event was a great fight. Arnold Allen's a bad mamma jamma. Bad mamma jamma. Again, another guy to pay attention to. He's going to get a big name next. You know, you got to do that for Ar Arnold Allen. He's earned it. So big name coming up for Arnold Allen. Uh, I'm trying to think in that division. You're looking at Cater. I don't know what uh, Danny uh, Ige's had to fight. I'm just let me see that featherweight there, Chin. Can you scroll in for me? 
Oh, my glasses. It's going to be tough. Oh, that's good there. Okay. Josh Emmett be fun one. Josh Emmett, Calvin Cater, Korean Zombie obviously has a fight. But you're looking at Calvin Cater, Josh Emmett, Dan Ige, Jimmy Stevens has a fight coming up this weekend. So that nine to seven, nine to six, that's what's in his, you know, he just beat 11, looked pretty damn good. So you're looking at nine to six there, buddy. I'm all for it. Now, uh, the main event. The main event. So, you know, with Kevin Holland, took this on short notice, coming off that one-sided loss against Derek Brunson, realized he can't wrestle. Not only cannot wrestle, he has no clue what he's doing wrestling. Doesn't have a fucking clue. He's the same guy where we've seen this story before and happens time over time where he's a cheat code. He comes in. His 2020 was fantastic. He's fire of the year. I think how many fights he have? Four or five? Seven and like. Nuts. Yeah. And, you know, starches guys. But there comes a time where you're going to get to a certain level where those tricks aren't going to work and guys find out you can't wrestle. And even a guy with Marvin Vittori, who's Italian, and they're not known for their wrestling, are they? And then Marvin is a guy who went toe-to-toe with Izzy in the striking department. He fans himself a striker. He's not even a wrestler. That's not his background. That's not his MO. And he went, you're that bad at wrestling? Oh, cool. And took you down the most times of all time in the middleweight fucking division. I think 11 times, some shit like that. Most times, I mean, it's nuts. That's how bad Kevin Holland's wrestling is. And I told you, if Kevin looked bad in this one, that it's going to get dicey. And it is going to get dicey because now he's spring shot into the, the, the shark tank, and he's not a shark yet. And when it comes to stand-up and jiu-jitsu, and even his jiu-jitsu, you know, his guard, I know he's a black belt, but it's not like he's pulling off umaplatas and arm bars and threatening submissions down there. So, you know, it's not like he's this ridiculous black belt off the, his back like a Mackenzie Dern or some shit like that or a Rose or, you know, this crazy dangerous guy off his back. He gets on his back. You know, he's pretty comfortable down there. He throws elbows, and, you know, he does decent down there. But it, it, it's, it's not like these guys are that threatened off the back. So, you know, his, his bread and butter is obviously on the feet. But you're going to – you get to a certain level where at, at those top echelon guys go, oh, you're that bad in this? Well, I just want to win, dude, and I can wrestle. I, I might not be fucking Dan Gable, but I can wrestle, and you're going to get taken down. That's all they're doing now. And that's going to be the same thing over and over and over. And this UFC decides to invest in Kevin Holland, just give him the perfect matchups where guys are going to strike with him and because of the ego thing. But anyone with any credential of wrestling, he's fucked, dude. Um, and and I, I know people are saying like, oh, we just got to teach this kid to wrestle. You know, he he's in the UFC. So one side of me goes, well, it's... T- he should have been working on it. How are you not going to work on that and get to this level? And he has all these fights. I mean, look how many fights the kid has. And you've never considered wrestling. And it's not even, I don't need him to shoot into singles and run, run the leg and, you know, run doubles and blast doubles and trips and stuff like that. You just need to chuck Liddell it and sprawl and brawl and, and learn the simple techniques of uh, takedown defense. Um, yet remember, even his one against Jacare Souza, Jacare took him down right away. And then he got knocked, Jock Ray got knocked out doing some weird shit, stand up in his guard. It's very strange. Um, yep. And he got rear naked choked by Brandon Allen. Yeah, it's, you know, so can, can he figure that out? Listen, if, if there's one thing that you can learn, you know, if he takes like seven to eight months where he can definitely improve would be takedown defense. Is he ever going to be arrested? It's too late. <clears throat> it's too late. It's not the way the game works. No one goes, oh, I'm really bad at this. Let me take eight months off and get that and come back and you're at a high level in that, you know, area of mixed martial arts. It just doesn't work like that. So he can do it. I know DC's talking about helping him. He goes AK, but the other thing is maybe the kid just needs rest. Maybe he just needs rest, goes work on his takedown defense. He's such a smart and athletic dude. If he can pick up just a few tricks and fundamentals of not getting taken down you know, he's, he's going to beat some guys because on the feet, he has that X factor that, that could, you know, if he gets the right matchups and, you know, those upper guys are uh, fancy themselves strikers, you know, obviously he's a complete striker. The thing about Robert Whitaker is he can wrestle his background's wrestling. So that could be a tough go for him because, because even those simple takedown defenses against a guy who grew up wrestling, he's going to eat you alive, man. So, 
it's it is going to get a little dicey for Holland unless they give him the right matchups. But I do think he needs to take time off, spend time with his family, take DC up on his offer, and learn learn those techniques, man. Those guys are going to teach you. The other thing too, what makes and uh, Vittori said this, he goes he commits so much to every punch when he strikes, his body goes before his legs, his hips are there. It's come from a fucking Italian. You're not even talking about a guy that wrestled fucking Oklahoma or some shit. You're talking about an Italian dude going, yeah, I could see it all day, so it was easy to get the takedown. All right. So I, I do think um, Kevin Holland can definitely get better in that aspect. Can he be a, you know, my I, I always use Chuck Liddell as the reference because you guys understand that Sprawl and Brawl. Here's the thing about Chuck Liddell. Grew up wrestling. Was a wrestler. I think Cal State Bakersfield or some shit like that, or Fullerton. Either way, went to Cal State College wrestling, Division One, so he's gonna have those tools to you know remain on his feet. So Kevin Holland can do it, but is he you know you know Kevin Holland versus Paul Acosta is a good one. Uh, Kevin Holland versus Darren Till is a good one. Uriah Hall would be a good one. Kevin Holland Uriah Hall is a fantastic fight. Perfect, perfect fight for yeah. him. Because he fancies himself a striker and he he doesn't really engage in the the you know the the offensive wrestling, uh, you know you're a Howell's a guy who who has ridiculous takedown defense, but you know so we're we're going through those matchups and the UFC can make those happen so it depends how much they want to invest in Kevin Holland because if you see him if they give him like a you know let's say Kelvin Gaston loses they give him him that's, that'd be a nightmare Kevin can wrestle his ass off you know you look at outside Paul Acosta Darren Till and uh, Uriah Hall. Everybody can fucking wrestle, man. Everybody can wrestle. So I'm rooting for him. I want to see him get it done. It's just, I don't think it's ever been done. But Kevin can pick up a few basics to get to get him there. The right matchups, you know, he can he can float around the top 10. His striking was looking really good, too. Striking is ridiculous. Yeah. Stri- dude, striking on the feet, is he's so fun to watch. Yeah. So if I'm the U, if if you're the UFC, what do you do, Chin? If you're the UFC, and you know he has this huge hole in his game. Do you give him the right matchups? Give him to the top because you could do it. Because you because listen, let's just go through it. You let's say they give him your eye hall next. I know your eye hall has the fight going. Let's say you give him your eye hall. He beats your eye hall, and then you give him Darren Till. He beats Darren Till. We beat Darren Till, who's kind of that upper echelon gatekeeper. Then when you two your eye halls nine, Darren Till's you know fucking five and then let's say all right well let's let's make let's make it clear that it's for a top shot then you and paul costa mm-hmm. so let's say he beats your eye hall fucking darren till and paul costa we're, we're title shot now yeah you can do it you'd have to do it and then is he he's not gonna shoot yeah so you could do it but you just have to keep him away from wrestlers so how much of the ufc want to invest in uh fucking hauling yeah we're gonna find out because they give him like a Chris Weidman or some shit, then it's it's game over. And he just he just has to stop taking fights, right? And be a little more smart. Be smart. Yep. Be smart because it's a double edged sword. Because you lose those, and you listen. I know you think you're helping the UFC taking short notice fights, and you know you you think they're gonna owe you one. It, I'm telling you, Kevin, it doesn't work like that. The Losto losses them, and you're gonna be damaged goods, and they're gonna fucking cut you, dude. So take time. Work on some of the fundamentals of anti-wrestling, and there's guys who can do it, and learn from DC and those guys. Spend time up there, take a fight in eight months, and have your manager give you a good matchup so you're back on the right track. So he is going to go train with DC. The only one that's going to teach you how to not get taken down is DC. Mm-hmm. He can do it, but the, the the other X factor of this, which we have no idea or any control over, is, is the UFC going to play Kevin Holland ball? Are they going to invest in Kevin Holland? If they are... We're going to fight out on his next fight. And if it's a terrible matchup, then you know it's going to be a short-lived career for Kevin Hall in the UFC. And how insane is this sport? How insane is it? Because 2020, he's fighter of the year, yep. and now we're talking, dude, he loses one more. What the fuck are we going to do? <laughs> it's nuts, man. But the, the, again, he was the cheat code. The athletic kid, fucking ridiculous stand-up knockout artist. But then we find out he has no wrestling, and the rest of it is licking their fucking chops. Except for a few. Uriah Hall, Darren Till, Paul Acosta. Come get some. Cause you can you can you tell me that those three, Uriah Hall, Paul Acosta, and Darren Till will smoke Kevin Holland? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I actually like Kevin Holland's chances in all those fights. 
And if you were to win those three, he's fighting for a fucking title. How about that? And the title fight against Izzy is a pretty good matchup for him. Does he beat Izzy? Probably not. But he might. He fucking might. Because anyone that's decided to go toe-to-toe with him gets fucked up. No one's no one on the face of the earth has gone toe-to-toe with Kevin Holland and been like, yeah, that was easy work in the office. Never. So why would you think that with these guys? We're going to find out. We're going to find out what the UFC wants to do with him. And I hope they give him the right matchups. And I hope his takedown defense gets better because he's exciting as shit. And he's a good dude. And he, you know, he's entertaining. And he has that stand-up where you, you, it's hard to coach, man. So I hope they give it to him. You a Kevin Holland fan, Jen? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now he's not talking as much. The last fight was a little too much. Yeah. yeah. The, the Brunson one, I was like, ah, yeah. fuck. Now, if he's winning, yeah, dude, fire away. But when you're getting dominated, some of those rounds were 10-8, I'm like, oh, you got to quit talking, dude. This ain't cute right now. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Beautiful striking, though. It's so fun to watch. I love watching him on the feet. Mm-hmm. That's what shit, I bet on him. Also took Mackenzie Dern. <laughs> also bet on Daniel Rodriguez and Mike Perry going decision. Interesting. So I broke even. Yeah. Overall, good fights. Don't do it in the fucking afternoon anymore, UFC. As a parent, you screwed me, man. I kind of like it, but I guess if you're a parent. Sucks for me, dude. Because I can put the kids to bed, or I'll let Tiger stay up late and watch the fights, and he chills out and will watch the fights. What can you do? What do you do? All right, what do you got for me, Jen? Uh, Real quick, we didn't get to talk about one championship on this one. We talked about it on Fire That's right. I talked about it with Misha Tate. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, tough day in the office for the UFC alumni there. Um, you know, the situation with Eddie Alvarez, you know, the DQs, the punches, the back of the head. It's a shitty go, man. It's shitty go. That that Lurie kind of seemed like he wanted out, just wanted to win over Eddie. Did you see it, Jen? Oh, yeah, 100%. I yeah, felt the same way. He wanted out. Yeah. Then he run that back, Eddie beats the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Um, and then DJ, you know, DJ was such a – proponent for knees to a down opponent i i don't know where i stand i i guess because i'm so used to the rules that we see here uh in the ufc and bellator you know in america and mainly everywhere besides one championship you you can't do knees to a down opponent but when you see it it's so goddamn vicious now Misha Tate made the point she goes I, i'm a proponent of knees too to down mm-hmm. opponent is it any different is it less damaging than a freaking shin to the face no, probably not. You don't have an. I don't have an argument there. Um, I do think, you know, the one of the 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 guest on what's up with Brendan Schaub made the 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 point. Great point, phenomenal point. That's why it's one of my favorite shows to do. He goes, you know, with all these Dagestanian wrestlers coming in, Russians coming in, you know, it's not going to appeal to the American market or really even to the European market because it's so grappling based. But they could. Not only could they get finishes if they can need a down opponent, say side control or, you know, they get mound or something like that, they can finish the fight, not just grapple the guy. They could finish the fight, so that would make it more exciting. But also the guy who's getting taken out of time, if you can need an opponent, he can do some stuff to also do damage down there. So you're just not seeing these guys on their back, mm-hmm. which, you know, this wave, no matter how, if you guys like it or not, this wave of Russians, Dagestanians are fucking coming, dude. They're dominating. They're taking over. It's what they do. So the way to counter that to make it more exciting, not just so grappling based, is needs to down opponent. I'm with that too. I'm up for it. Mm. I'm cool with it. A lot of stalling too. If you don't allow it, so. Yep, I'm with it. But for DJ, yeah, it's tough to see. You ever watch those world star hip hop fights, <laughs> and even on the streets, and you see a knee? It's just, it's tough to. It's just tough to watch. It's just I don't know. It's something. This come from me, dude. It's something barbaric about it. Where you're like, Jesus Christ, dude. That's that's the argument, right? So if you want to make it mainstream sport, you can't convince the public to accept that as like a a sport. When you when you when you see that aggressive, but I agree with the rules. I agree with changing that rule. Yeah, at these lighter weights, even tough to see. Imagine France and Ghana needing a down opponent. <laughs> uh, imagine Curtis Blades with his take. Like, dude, if you need down opponents. Curtis Blade is probably going to be your champ. Mm-hmm. 
these these grapplers, you know, who who start to train that technique and get that momentum with those knees. That was tough to see, dude. And now you think about this: you're in half guard. You have an underhook. You're gonna create space. You're gonna let him hip out and get to his knees because you know you're gonna blast him in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, the so he, he you know he's all, the the guy who the opponent on the ground trying to stand up. He's trying to base up. Even if he gets a hand in the, even if a hand, that ain't going to stop it. You're going to get more finishes. It's going to benefit the grapplers. It doesn't make sense, right? If you watch that Ben Askren, Jorge Masvidal knee, it's exciting. It looks devastating. But then for some reason, when someone's on the ground and you knee him, it just, just feels yeah, different. I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we're just conditioned to that. Maybe. I'm, uh, I'm cool. It's weird. I'm, I'm like on the fence of it. If they do it, all right, cool. I get it. If they don't, I'm, I get it. I I'm wish not, they do. You hope they do? Yeah, yeah. It'd make it interesting. The problem for the fighters, it's one more thing to worry yep. about. And there's a million things to worry about in mixed martial arts. That's why there's so many finishes. That's why it's the most ex- exciting sport on the planet Earth. But also one of the reasons people fuck with UFC or MMA in general over boxing is because it, it – it, you, it's a fight. It's a fight, fight. fight. It's yeah. not just boxing. So those knees, that would happen in a fight. You know, Curtis Blades or fucking Derek Lewis with those knees. Because I go to heavyweight. Yeah, <sighs> I know. People getting fucked up, dude. But it happens anyways when they play the game. Yep. And they get disqualified. So I, I think it's better just to open up so you know for a fact you cannot yeah. play that game. Yeah. Bet you guys get back to the feet yeah. really fast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Cool. Um, all right, so this has been going on as we speak, Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. So a few days ago, Con- Conor McGregor put this prediction out. He says he's going to win the trilogy fight with Dustin from a, with a front kick to the nose in round four. So after that came out. He also said he was going to knock him out in their 30 seconds of the first <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Well, so that's what he But predicted. I like this, Connor. I like this. Yeah. It's like vintage Connor. It's what vintage, and he's going a little little nuts right now, too. Is he? Yeah. So then Dustin put this out. If you can see that. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. no, I haven't seen any of this. <laughs> Dustin, but this is a fun prediction. Uh at Connor McGregor. You also predicted a donation of my foundation. You and your team stopped responding after the fight in January. See you soon. July 10th. Paid him full. Right. Damn, Connor agreed to that 500k donation, never paid it. So there, that, that's an ongoing verbal battle, or you know, on on a Instagram and Twitter. Awkward. So then, donation not a debt. We've been awaiting the plans for the money that never came. I do with all my donations know where it's going dot for dot. Otherwise, it goes walking. As in this case, with a lot of these foundations, sadly, you took the Mick G over the belt shows I was right. Yeah, so choosing his fight over the belt shows that he does care about you know money is the most important thing. So then, Dustin did this. 100% never a debt. You offered. We accepted. And like I said, your team never responded to our emails regarding the process for where the funds would be put to work. July 10th, you will taste defeat yet again. And there's more. I'm de- I'm, I like this. It's <laughs> making this juicy. Yep. So then, Adi Attar, Connor's manager. Yeah, Adi's Connor's manager, along with a lot of guys. Right? Yeah. Him or Ali, probably the biggest managers in the game. Um, there's also... Uh, was it Malik, Malik, Malik? Uh, I worked with John and them. Damn it. It'll so come put, to me. Uh, so Audie put, Dustin, why are you fronting? Did you forget the face-to-face meeting we just had in Utah with our families where we stood by you as you tried to get more money from the UFC? Connor is as generous as it gets. Don't dismiss his business savvy. He always gets it done. This is a low move, man. Is it a low move, do you think? No. Do you, no. Okay. Connor, if you agree, the foundation. I could understand if it was like, even then, it's a little shady, but his team has responded to our emails about anything involved in my foundation after they reached out to us originally. All good. Dinner and talk was great, but don't get on Twitter and be a tough guy. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I'm with Dustin on all this. Uh-huh. Yeah. How could you not be? <laughs> and then it gets even crazier. Really? So th- I don't understand how, what Connor means by this stuff, but as he says. You're, you're ripped, you inbred hillbilly. Why do you wink with your ears? You fucking brain-dead hillbilly. 500K with no plan in place? Yeah, hang tight. Fool, you must be new to money. The fight is off, off by the way. I'm going to fight someone else on the 10th. Good luck on your old contract, kid. 
It's Mardi Gras, bitches. <laughs> get your tits out for it. Hilarious. Yeesh. Yeah, so I'm kind of like trying to do live updates here, but nothing so far. But Michael Chandler ch- uh, chimed in. Oh, he we- said he's he's ready to do it May 15th or July 10th. Book it. Yeah. Poor Charles Oliveira. <laughs> Charles like, oh, fuck. I'll give you 500K. Like, mm, we're, thanks, man. We're good, though. He's like, no, seriously, I'll, I'll give you 500K just to. No, oh, we're good. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. No, seriously, man. I've won like nine in a row. Uh, yeah, I know. Just kind of sit over there. Chandler, you're down to do it? We don't need your 500K. God damn it. What a sport. What a sport. Let's see how this turns Grown out. Roman soap opera. I love it. It's weird for Connor to say I'm not going to fight, though. What else are you going to do, Connor? I know. Because Nate Diaz has a fight, too, now. So you can't do that. Nate Diaz has a tough fight. They'll fight. Guarantee they fight. Alrighty. Canelo versus Saunders. I guess it was record-breaking, like they always say. Yeah. But 20,000 tickets sold on day one of the pre-sale. I've been telling you guys for how long that Saunders is a tough matchup for Canelo. Canelo is my pound-for-pound number one in the world. Uh, over 20,000 tickets were sold on record-breaking day one of the limited pre-sale for the Blockbuster Unification Showdown between Canelo and Billy Joe Saunders on Saturday, May 8th at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, live worldwide in zone. zone just hanging on by a thread. Yeah. Wow. I looked at the capacity there, too. It's like uh, 80,000 seats. Raise the roof. Full capacity? I don't know. Raise the roof. Test Rangers did full capacity. Well, there you go. It is- Love to see it. Alrighty, next one. This was interesting in a few different ways. So, no, Saki Kabara, who was the, I guess, the, one of the founders of Pride, and now he he is rising. He was meeting with Floyd Mayweather, and Floyd Mayweather brought Dana White to his house as well. And then, this is what Dana White put. Holy shit! What the fuck is going on here with these three? Dana White posts like a seventeen-year-old YouTuber. Yep. Holy shit, what the fuck's going on here? Am I right? Uh, I, you tell us, dude. I don't fucking know. know. What the fuck's going on? This is crazy. What's going on here? Anybody got any guesses? Dude, you're 50. Um, no, I don't have any guesses. I imagine some bullshit made up fight. Like the time you fought that poor kid who took a fall. Yeah, tension. Yeah, tension. Well... There are some guesses here, but so I'll, I want to show you this picture first. So this is the one fighting I, Logan Paul. No, no, no. I'm telling you, uh, Mayweather's fighting Logan Paul. Oh, but really? it's not going to be part of this whatever shit show this is. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. But, this is okay. separate. Yeah. So the picture. This is the one that Dana posted, and then uh, I don't know why this is funny, but this is the one that Noki Nobu Sakikabara posted, and then they're wearing shoe covers and. Floyd's house, but Floyd's wearing regular shoes. Hell yeah, make him wear, make him wear those stupid covers, Floyd type move. What a boss move. Yeah. Hey, too, welcome to the crib. Put those fucking ridiculous looking slippers on for me. But I'm not going to wear any. Yeah. Well, it's also, I bet those are brand new kicks he got from his closet. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with that. I don't want your dirty shit all over my house. Exactly. Anyway. Or just take your shoes off. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather just put the slippers on, take my shoes off. <laughs> all right. So Henry Sohudo posted this. I think that's just trolling. For sure. Because Dana posted that picture. Yeah. That didn't, it didn't make sense. Okay. Be cool if you did get it, get paid. Yeah, it's a good matchup. Let's go here. So Andre Lofsky taking a short notice fight versus uh, Chase Sherman because Parker Porter. That's a good fight. That's this weekend, right? Yep. Arlovsky is doing the goddamn thing with that salty record of 30 and 20. God, Doug, what a legend. 50 fights, 30 and 20? Jesus Christ. He's been around forever, dude. Really, he's 29 and 21, but whatever. I beat beat him in Vancouver. (laughs) I know, you did. He told me that. Not a big deal. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. Yep. And this is a cool fight. That's a great fight. Angela Hill. Hell yeah. Great fight. Yep. And here's another one. Two up-and-coming stars, Macy Barber and Miranda Maverick. They'll be fighting July 24th. I like uh, Miranda Maverick. Yeah, she's She's, she's a it. beast. And That's a fun one. Pretty fun. Summer getting, dude, it's a thick boy summer. <laughs> thick fight card summer. And let's see here. This is just interesting. So Rose Namajunas, she's Lithuanian, and she made some sort of a 
like a political statement versus uh, Zhang Weili. I guess her family history says uh, her parents were immigrants who moved to the U.S. after living under communist rule in Soviet Union, and her great-grandfather was also an independent Lithuanian military officer killed by Soviets near his home. So she's saying she's fighting against the Red, basically. Meaning China, or this is a political communist, thing? Communist, communist, yeah, country. It was just kind of reminding me myself of my background everywhere that I come from and my family, everything like that. And I kind of wanted to educate my training partner on the Lithuanian struggle, just the history of it. So we watched a documentary, The Other Dream Team, just to get kind of an overall sentiment of what we fight for. Rose said, after watching that, it was just a huge reminder of like, oh, yeah, it's better dead than red, you know? And I don't think it's any coincidence that Willie is red, that that's what she represents. Or she was born in that, and she has no choice, Rose. And you're kind of making this a political thing, and Whaley's just trying to better her life, but she's stuck in China. There's also that. There's also huge oppression in China. So you should educate yourself on China and the politics of China and not just assume Whaley is you know, for the Chinese government. There's that. Yeah, kind of no choice. No choice. Yeah. All right. Uh, but whatever gets you up for the fight, her being a complete monster isn't enough, so you can paint this narrative. For sure. She needs to find something. I mean, do you have to find something, or could you find something that she's an absolute fucking Chinese nightmare, and that should get you up? Not her polit- Who, You don't. Has Wheelie ever been on record saying... I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure she I guarantee has. she's not opposed. She's not going no, on record no, no. be opposed to the she government. Can't. Again, Rose, educate yourself and realize that she can't oppose the government. So you have no idea how she feels inside her heart. Be nice. She makes enough money and then gets out of China. That's one thing, too. Who knows where she's at politically? Yeah. Stupid to man. assume. Also, it's stupid to put your past family history on Weili Zhang, assuming she's red. And she has any political statement or opinion on it, you know? Yeah. But again, whatever gets you up for the fight. Whatever gets you up. And I love Rose. I was rooting for Rose in this. Now I'm kind of not. <laughs> Whaley's a beast, dude. I know. It's going to be a sweet fight. Yeah, great fight. So whatever gets her up, I guess. Beauty versus the beast. True. And I'm not saying beast. As, not in looks. Not looks. Yeah. She's a beast. Beast. Fucking Badass an- animal. Mm-hmm. She was like artificially created in a Chinese lab. It does seem that way sometimes, you know? She's yes. pretty buff. Pretty buff. Yeah. And you saw this all over her. <laughs> all right. Um, I wonder how testing is over there, too. Strict. I mean, they're, they're I mean, go no, listen, all the way to China. China's notoriously known for cheating in the mm-hmm. Olympics. So I'm sure you saw it to them as a laughing stock because they deal with much higher stakes. But uh, <sighs> yeah, I wonder how that works. That's a tough flight to go there to test. They do it, though. Wow. USADA does it. I have a friend who works for USADA. He'll email me all the shit, man. Wow. And it'll blow your mind. I don't out his emails, but it gives me knowledge on what they deal with and yeah. the extent they go to test guys. It's nuts. Or he'll let me know of like who's in the testing protocol. So it gives me a little insight of who's coming back and yeah. stuff. It's pretty cool. Cool. All right. So Roy McDonald was supposed to fight David Mashad. Let me get this right here. Okay. So. Curtis, Curtis Millinder is now fighting Roy McDonald because David Mashad found out that he had some sort of heart condition. Wow, poor guy. Yeah, and you remember Dave, this is uh, him from the UFC back in the day? Yeah, dime piece. <laughs> um, so this is what his statement Face was. for radio, here for TV. Uh, so, uh, so David said, this is going to be a tough post. After multiple tests on my heart, including a cardiac MRI and talking with multiple cardiologists, I've been informed that I got a bad ticker. of Congenital bicuspid aortic valve with dilated aortic root. Unfortunately, I was born with this. Because of the dilation of the aorta, fighting puts me at risk for an aortic dissection. A tear of the aorta. A tear in the aorta. That would be fatal under all circumstances. For this reason, I will not be able to fight Roy McDonald unless anything changes ever again. So he might have to So he's just going to have to retire. Jesus Christ, that poor kid, man. And they're just finding out about it now? He's born with this? I guess he just found out, yeah. So he could have been. UFC said, my bad. (laughs) That's another thing. That's a bummer. Yeah. Or at least he found out. Um, so Sage Northcutt, apparently, rumors are he might have COVID, so his bout with Shinya Aoki is off. Tight move, COVID. You finally did something right. <laughs> and then Edward Foleon, who was supposed to fight Sexyama, 
he's now going to fight Shinya Aiko. Ooh, all right. Yeah. That's probably best for Sage. Be a tough fucking go for that kid. Yeah, but at least he's not going to get, like, destroyed, you know? He's just going to get his ankle Choked. ripped off. Yeah. Uh, I saw this from Sean O'Malley. I'll just play the whole clip for you. Yeah, Sean, I know how many how many ticket sales or how many jerseys you're selling and shit with killer merch. I hooked you up with them, man. Why are you driving that Senata? <laughs> so cute. It's all dirty and shit. It's gotta be for a skit. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, he's smoking. Was so high in food truck. Was so high in food truck. Boxing for you. They, yeah. they give you one main event, and the rest you're like, all right, I'll guess I'll watch it. 
Um, but Regis legit, Regis the most legit boxer on that fucking card by far. Um, Jake Paul Ben Askren. I go back and forth. I told you guys this. Uh, fucking the California kid Uriah Hall. I'm sorry, Uriah Faber, the California kid, changed my mind on this stuff. I had no idea Jake Paul had those skills. I was not aware of this when I went hard in the paint on Ben Askren. I'm just curious, not betting on this fight, but I'm just curious of if Jake Paul can't get it done in under three rounds, which if he does, it's going to be under three. The kid can fucking crack, man. And what's scary is when you watch his videos that he's put on Instagram, anyone that has a trained eye for fighting, you realize the kid has timing and power, and that's trouble. That means he can fight. Now, can he fight at a world-class level? I'm not saying that. But can he can he do damage to Ben Askren, a guy who's an notoriously known grappler? Probably. And when I watch Ben Askren's training compared to Jake Paul's, now it's just training. When the lights are on and that, that mat is hot and the ring's hot, it's a different animal. But if that Jake Paul, that with that timing, what he's been doing those training partners, comes in against a Ben Askren, it's going to be a tough fucking night for Ben Askren. And at first I thought this was going to be a landslide Ben Askren. I do not feel that way anymore. I think Ben Askren's going to have his hands full. The, again, the X factor in this, if you're betting, is what's it going to look like if this goes past three rounds and Jake, uh, his his big, sh- he realizes his big shots aren't landing. Ben's making this a fucking phone booth, nasty dog fight. He's hanging on. He's getting tired, and that technique starts to go out the window. Well, then Ben Askren's going to beat the fuck out and drag into these late rounds and into the water and win the fight. But those first three rounds. I don't know, man. I'm telling you, watch Jake and his timing, his footwork, his power. The kid ain't bad. The kid ain't bad. I know it's popular to hate on the kid and, you know, that stuff. And I get all that. I get the YouTube stuff. I get all that. Straight of straight up boxing and commit his life to it and having world-class trainers and training like a world-class athlete. It's fucking scary, man. And he knocks Ben Askren out in the first round. Where do we go from here? It's off to the races. So, Definitely intrigued. I'm way more intrigued to this than Logan Paul Floyd. I don't know who's going to win this one. I don't know. And I wasn't like that at, for, at first. You can go listen to my podcast with Joe Rogan months ago, and I was pitching him on why Ben Askren's going to win. I laid out a whole plan. And I don't know anymore. Footage. Yeah, I saw the footage. I'm like, holy, Shit. what the, who the fuck is that? He's like, that's Jake Paul. I'm like, no. He's like, yeah, dude. Because Nate Robinson, we don't learn anything. Nate, Nate can't fucking fight. He just he can't fight. And he got starched. Again, that's a timing thing. The way he timed that, it's a timing thing. He's only a minus 130 favorite. Again, that minus 130, I don't know what the odds are on him getting it done the first three rounds, but if he goes past that third round, it's going to be tough for him. Aren't you super stoked about this fight now? Oh, I'm, this is the best fight in the, uh, the, uh, the, so funny, the weekend. Yeah. So funny. The, the best fight is Jake Paul Ben Askren. The second best fight is that Russian fucking savage versus Phil Davis. Which is insane to say. And you also got Whitaker versus Kevin Gaslam. It's nuts that I'm more excited for Jake Paul Ben Askren. How crazy is it? It's so crazy. It's but the I'm, world we live in. I'm Welcome super to excited about it too. Yeah. And then Billy Joe Saunders fighting on this again. No, I think this is for a different card. Oh, my bad. I yeah. thought this was the whole card. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck is he doing? I thought he was fighting Canelo. Maybe. Canelo's minus 715. Yeesh. That's you know how boxing works. It even goes decision, which it probably will. Um, Billy Joe's going to be fucked. Still put money on the dog, though. I do think he matches up well with him. All right, man. Yeah, Jake Paul, Ben Askren. I'm assuming it's on Triller? Yes. Can't wait. Can't fucking <laughs> can't wait. wait either. Straight up. Can't wait to see what happens. That it, Chin? That's it. All right, kids. I will be in Naples this week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Naples, Florida. I've never been. Comics tell me it's great. I know Nick Swartzen was down there, told me it's great. Everyone tells me it's a fun spot. You probably see me and my thick friends on jet skis and eating fish and, I don't know, fucking getting tan and telling jokes at night. So come on out, Naples, Florida. Um, come on out. Let's do it. Naples, Florida is this Thursday through Saturday. One show Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, April 15th through the 17th, Naples, Florida. Then Austin, Texas. We're adding a show because all the shows are sold out. Um, there's a few single tickets left on every show, but as far as the VIPs and the groups, those are sold out. So we're going to add a late Thursday show. So don't be disappointed. Those will go on sale soon. I'm telling you, don't get mad at me when that, when I announce on sale, fucking get them as soon as I post, cause they're going to sell out. So Austin, Texas, 
at the Vulcan Gas Company. Uh, me and special guests. It's me and the Fire Kid Squad, Malik, Chappelle. I'm going to have a monster there as well. It's going to be a grand fucking time. I cannot wait. Your boy's also going to uh, Lake Sleeve finished as well out there. So I'm excited for that. That's Austin, Texas, April 22nd, 24th. Get the remaining tickets right now at FATKZ.com. And also, Houston, Texas just announced May 20th through 22nd, one of my favorite spots, Houston Improv, Houston, Texas, stand-up. And then, oh, just announced, too, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, one of my favorite spots. I was the first comic ever there at Bricktown Comedy Club, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, June 10th through June 12th. Summer's coming, man. Summer's popping. Things are opening up. Let's ride. It's a thick boy summer, son. I'm so excited. Naples this week. Austin next week. See you there. Tickets to FATKZ.com. Be nice. Be safe. Stay thick. I'm out. All right, kids. The time is here. This Friday, Bellator MMA Light Heavyweight World Grand Prix continues with current light heavyweight champ Vadim Nemkov set to defend his belt and rematch against former title holder Phil, Mr. Wonderful Davis, one of my favorites in the main event. Plus, season top contender Corey Anderson faces Bellator newcomer Wolfhound Yagashmirdov. That's right. In a second thrilling quarterfinal matchup, the winners move on. The losers go home. Don't miss Nemkov versus Davis 2 live Friday on Showtime. Don't have Showtime? What are you doing with your life? Go to show.com slash Bellator MMA to start your 30-day free trial, then only $4.99 a month for the next six months. Limit time offer. New customers only. Terms apply.